0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him, because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or are built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it.
1: at our podcast today we have hope hunter on there to share a testimony with everybody um and i'll just kind of pray before we get into it all right god thank you for this day thank you for all you've done for us i pray that as you're this time and uh you know this looks a little bit different for us that you just like to um work in somebody's life god that, like it has beat both ben and I, uh my and god and i pray for hope as she shares her testimony and i pray that all this just uh Goes, uh goes towards your will, God. Jesus now I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so now we have hope.
0: Yep. Hello, uh, hope.
1: Say hey. Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on the Lackadar podcast.
2: Thank y'all for inviting me.
0: Yeah. So we'll turn it over to you to just start with your story.
2: All right. That sounds good. I'll get started. Um, so I want to start out. First off, my parents, um, my mom grew up Missionary Baptist and my dad grew up Church of God and they figured out that a good medium would be Southern Baptist I guess so that's that's my roots right there. When I first was born we were at a Missionary Baptist church but then they got invited to this Southern Baptist church um, called Society Heal Baptist. That's where I got saved when I was 8 at a vacation Bible school so I grew up in church um, I've loved church I've loved um, coming to know the Lord so when I was at Society Hill when I got baptized at Vacation Bible School. I was eight, and um, I was in GAs. We did missions. We did all types of different things. My mom was my GA teacher. My dad was my Sunday school teacher. So I got a lot of my foundational knowledge through my parents and through the people of that church, and um, that was really like the foundation of my spiritual life. Well, in the sixth grade, I moved to Calvary Baptist Church here in Columbia, and um, a lot changed then. I, when I was at Society Hill, there weren't a lot of youth girls my age, so I wanted to go to a church that had more youth my age, and um, that's when I went to Calvary, and I started in the sixth grade where I met Miss Vicki Stringer. She was a big pillar of my life as A child about to go in youth and during my youth time she allowed me to help in the children's ministry and that was a huge aspect of my life then Uh, vacation bible school I helped lead music I helped lead the opening parts of vacation bible school and I really enjoyed that that's actually where I met Jackson (laughs) and um, so that's also a big part of my life and um, I went there until I was about 21 years old actually, a couple months after Mitchell and I got married, um, which I can go back to that. We um, we started to go to New Hope, but there's a lot in between there that I want to talk about. So Calvary, um, I had a very shallow faith, I feel, during my youth. I was going through the motions, and I feel like it wasn't a—I didn't have a deep relationship with God like I do now, and I realized that when I started going to the BSU, I um, actually— re-surrendered my life to christ on august 31st of 2015 like right before i met mitchell my yeah. husband and um, after going to the bsu and meeting him i realized that i was going through the motions and that i needed to re-surrender like i said earlier and that really changed my life around i wasn't going through the motions anymore i wanted to dig deeper into my faith i wanted to make sure that I was encouraging others and using my spiritual gifts as well. And at the BSU, I started to be in the band there, the worship band, and also in the leadership team and go on mission trips there. And that really strengthened my faith as well. And then um, two years later, Mitchell proposed and we got married and we came back home after I graduated from, River and we realized that we weren't really growing much at Calvary and decided that the Lord might be calling us somewhere else so we waited a little while still going to Calvary and Miss Lori Myers who goes to Calvary she talked to me about getting a job at New Hope Community Christian School and that was I took that job and I really enjoyed it And that's where I met Evan Sheridan and at the end of that he asked me if I could be the youth intern Um, during the summer for the girls um, because there wasn't anybody really at New Hope that was feeding into the girls that was you know around their 20s like early 20s and I said let me pray about it and I came back maybe I think it was April of 2018 that um, he had asked me and I prayed about it and I told him that um i felt like the lord was leading me to come and so that started our journey at new hope and um that was a great time in our life where we felt that god was really calling us to new hope and we started going thankfully mitchell was like yeah i feel like this is where i need to go as well after he met evan and jacob and a couple of others at new hope he really felt comfortable and he was excited to um be a part of new hope because his old church where I also helped him pine grove. We also helped with youth ministry. So we've always felt like a calling to youth mm-hmm. ministry. Um, so I'm thankful that he came with me and we stayed at new hope from 2018 to 2020. And then that's where we, um, then COVID did. Mm-hmm. We met, um, Brock Birch at, at Evan's wedding and he asked Mitchell to come be the youth pastor at Silver Springs. So we stayed there a little while and then we came back to new hope and we've been at new hope ever since. And I'm thankful for, um, the walk of faith we have now and the people we have in our lives that encourage us and just help us stay grounded in the word and help us, um, grow stronger in our faith. And that's where we are now. We've had Wren since then. Um, She's one of the biggest influences of my faith right now, too, as in helping her grow in the Lord and um, teaching her about him, teaching her how to pray and things. So that's that's my story. That's where I am. So
0: Awesome. Jackson, you want to get the next question?
1: Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> a quick intermediate type thing. Uh, I would not have started going to New Hope if it had not been for Hope and Mitchell. Because I kind of, I, I probably said this when Mitchell was on here, you know, I just kind of like, I wasn't, I was at a church, and I was like, kind of in the same situation, like would not really grow and stuff like that, and I just came and started playing the guitar a little bit, and I started coming to church, and it just, you know, I kind of just stuck with it, it was really
0: good. <laughs> since, since Jackson has to make everything about him, I'll go ahead and add <laughs> oh, that, man. I'll go ahead and add that he would not be on the Our podcast if it was not for Hope oh, and Mitchell. Oh my
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, I guess I did make that about me a little bit. I'm
0: just kidding, Jackson.
1: Uh, So, Hope, what is um, some scripture that's helped you the most in your walk? All
2: right, I have um, two. Ephesians 2.10, which is, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's always been... A key verse in my life because I want to be his workmanship. I know that I'm created for him to do good works, which he prepared for me. I know that those good works only come from him and that I want to walk in that path with him to make sure that I'm telling people about the gospel and reaching people for him, for his kingdom. And then the other one is Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Um, The last women's ministry opportunity we had Um, Miss Deborah actually read these verses and they stuck with me so Philippians 2 1 through 11 says So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who... Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found... Verse, but it's basically saying that we should humble ourselves, be more like Jesus, mm. love others and love him, which is the biggest commandment, like Brother Jerry talked about this morning. Um, and that's what I that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to glorify God, humble myself and bring others to him. So mm. those are the two biggest verses in my life right now. I do go through phases where it might change, but I think these two are like the, the pillars of my favorite verses.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's good, that's good. So what, go ahead. So I was just
1: saying, yeah, you know, that's pretty solid. That's a, it's a very in-depth, how many verses is that? That's just one I was about to say. Sorry. I, I was like, oh, I was read the whole chapter, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no, that was really good.
0: That is good. What were you saying, Ben? I was going to read the next question if Hope was ready for it
1: okay
0: sure. what is a moment when things really changed for you if you have one or several of those you'd what, like to what was your time? yeah
2: <laughs> i would definitely say august 31st of 2015 when i um not rededicated but like fully surrendered to god not going mm. through the motions anymore and realizing that i wasn't living for him fully like i should have been um I was in a couple of bad relationships where I was pulled from the Lord and I realized then that I could not do that anymore and could not put myself in those situations that I needed to fully focus on him and his path for my life instead of making or helping others lead that path their own way. So that was the, that was the big change. That was the day.
0: Mm. That's good. That's good.
1: Well, uh, so, who are some people who have helped you grow the most?
0: So, oh, I
2: broke it up into my childhood, to youth, and then to my young adult life. Um, For my childhood, I definitely said my parents, which they've been a part of my life, of course, my whole life. Um, like I said earlier, my dad was a, my Sunday school teacher, and my mom was my GA teacher. My dad, you know, he gives me all those little tidbits of random Old Testament knowledge <laughs> that I have got that from my dad because he'd always talk about those old testament stories so he's always full of useless knowledge but I can't say it's useless knowledge (laughs) but um you know all that bible trivia that
0: I like to do I get that from him
2: and then my mom with GAs um that was very mission-minded and that made me mission-minded we did um every Wednesday night we'd have a meal at church and we'd make some for our shut-ins and my mom would get us to hop on the church van and go around the neighborhood to the senior adults houses that weren't able to come and we'd pray with them sing songs and things like that she even had us um, like adopted grandparents um that were part of our church and we were able to give them special cards or gifts um when we would stop at their house and that really made me very mission-minded and she continued that on into my youth even though um we weren't doing GAs anymore of course we had moved to Calvary by then but every Sunday afternoon after church I would go sing at the nursing home I think I did that for about two years and that was all because of my mom she really pushed me out of my comfort zone to go and do that and I'm thankful for that all the mission trips and things I can thank my mom uh, for helping me um, be mission-minded like that And then I said, Miss Becky Coleman also, she was my Bible drills teacher. She helped me learn how to memorize scripture, things like that. And that was a big deal in my life as well. That's also why I'm known as Becky Bible drills to my husband. He (laughs) likes to pick on about that. And then um, the pastor who helped lead me to Christ, his name is Brother Tommy Brown. He's actually the interim pastor at Cedar Grove Baptist Church right now. um, I remember him sitting down with me after vacation Bible school and asking me those deep questions to make sure that I really understood who God was and what I was doing, what decision I was making. And I will never forget that because I'm really thankful for that in my life that I had a pastor who um, made sure that I was saved and that I could understand what a relationship with Christ looked like. And then also... When I was younger at Society Hill, we lived about 45 minutes away from church because it's in Jefferson Davis, and we were living all the way in Kokomo. And so there was this little lady named Miss Virginia Broom. She would let us stay at her house in the afternoons, and she would cook us lunch. And she was like a little grandma to me, and she sometimes let us stay the night if it got too late at church for choir practice or things like that and that also made me mission-minded as well i love to welcome people in my house cook a meal for them and show them love so she was also a big influence in my childhood and then in my youth of course i said my parents and then earlier i talked about miss vicki stringer how she um allowed me to help her in children's ministry at her church she um is a huge example of faith in my life um I'm very thankful for her. I don't get to see her much anymore, but anytime I see her, she's always got the biggest smile. She is one of the most joyful people I know in in my life, and I'm thankful for her. And then my youth pastor, his name was Dave Lee. He actually lives in Brazil, um, but he would always have—he's funny. He's really funny, and he would always have these acronyms or things like that to help us memorize things of the Bible, like grace. It was a God's riches at Christ's expense. I will never forget that.
0: Mm.
2: And um, he also talked about the Roman Roman road, things like that, to help us be able to share our faith with others. And I, I was thankful for him. And then while I was in youth, I would visit East Columbia Baptist Church, where Brother Dave Nichols was. And he, um, he helped me a lot in my youth as well. And then another one this was also, this is also in my young adult, but Mike Patrick, I met him on a mission trip the summer I graduated from high school and he was like, he's one of the most mission-minded people I know. Mm. He, does anything around the church that's asked of him and he doesn't do it through selfish ambitions like that Bible verse says, he does it because he loves God and he wants to glorify God and he loves, he loves everybody. And I really want to be mission minded like that as well.
0: Mm, that's good. And then
2: you, know, I said Mitchell. He is my spiritual leader. Uh, he has helped me through a lot of things. Anytime I have a question about the Bible, he'll talk with me about it. If he doesn't know, he'll talk to a friend. He has a lot of youth pastor friends that he knows and pastors. And if he doesn't understand, he might ask them. But if he does, he definitely sits down with me and makes sure that I understand. And I'm very thankful for him and very thankful for the change that he made in my life.
0: Hmm. Thankful
2: God sent him to me. And then I said, uh, Serenity, my daughter. She's my biggest mission field right now besides my my job. My job is definitely my biggest mission field. And then I said my parents, of course. And then I said, y'all. Uh, you and Jackson all the youth at church I don't want to say anymore because I will forget someone <laughs> and I don't, anybody to be left out but I'm thankful that Evan allowed me to come be the you know the minister the girls minister at the church I guess and bringing Jackson along with us and I've just I've loved it uh Mitchell's loved it as well and It's encouraging to us to see y'all's growth in God, and we're thankful that we get to be a part of it. Mm. And then I also said Miss Lori Myers because she helped me get the job at New Hope where I met Evan. And then I said Miss Courtney Mitchell, your mom, she Mm. has been a huge encourager in my life. I'm very thankful for her and all that she's done for me. I said Miss Donna Stringer, I went to her Bible, her Sunday school with the girls and. She, she poured into us so much. I said Carly Haynes. She helped me a lot during uh, when we were in the praise band together. Um, she's a, a great encourager as well. Chelsea Pounds, uh, she's also a great encourager for me too. New Hope's brought me a lot of encouraging people that... I'll always be grateful and thankful for And then I said Ms. Terry Pounds. She is my Sunday school teacher now, and she definitely pours into us so much. She's always praying for us, always encouraging us um, through the hard things in life. So those are my people.
0: Mm. I definitely think I speak for Jackson as well when I say this, but we're, as the podcast and as people, very thankful for you and Mitchell as well and definitely have been some of the people that have helped me the most, I know.
1: Very much so, and I, you know, that's I there ain't no secret about it. that's the same for me too. Been been through a lot with the hunters and Hope especially. Hope Hope was uh, my little brother's babysitter for a long time, and she uh, so she had to deal with that before, you know. Yeah, she, she had, to,
0: she's she's had to deal with, with Jackson her, for a long time.
1: because he is bad. <laughs>
2: um.
1: So, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given?
2: I don't know who said this, but it's it's really stuck with me it's a It's basically a quote, but it's a rule number one, never make God number two that um that gets me every time I think about it and mm. um because if we do put God as number two, our life is just not where it needs to be. Yeah. He always needs to be first.
0: That's good. I mean, that's so true, too. It is. Okay, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Jackson. Oh, well, you got it. Um, What is your favorite podcast, aside from the Our podcast? Because we know that it is your absolute favorite. What falls in second place? <laughs> well,
2: you see, Ben, I don't listen to any other <laughs> podcast. on the way to work. I am praying and just sitting in silence because the rest of the day, I either have to hear my voice or somebody else's voice. And then on the way home, I'm either listening to the Bible or I'm just sitting in silence as well. So hmm. I really don't listen to any podcast.
0: Well, that's okay. This, that was more of a filler question because honestly of the Lucas brothers that needed an extra question on their episodes yeah. of the podcast. But I am always curious about that. Jackson, you got anything to add on that question?
1: I mean, I you know I don't I don't really listen. I, well, I've been listening to some other podcasts, but Blanket is the main one, and then aside, the you know, the Pursuit of Manliness, obviously. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Uh, listening to the Pursuit of Manliness is pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that. That is, you know, listening to podcasts isn't the easiest thing to do
0: all the time. No, it's not.
2: Okay. I'm a very cool person. I
0: have to like watch something, like the Joe yeah. Center. <laughs> yeah. Which I honestly have started watching the Pursuit of Manliness that he puts on YouTube and it yeah. has it's I enjoy that better than listening to it. Yeah,
1: it's always good. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know Mike, I'll say that. We love the Pursuit of Manliness on the Lacko podcast. We do. <laughs> But, uh, and then we're not getting
0: paid to say that by any means. We really do. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty
1: good.
0: And by the way, if you're not sure or you're wondering this, the Mitchell we're speaking of is the same Mitchell that has been on here multiple times. And the Mitchell that helps us out a lot and that we are very thankful for. it's the Mitchell. The Mitchell.
2: The Mitchell, yep. <laughs> Mitchell Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell Mitchell. <laughs>
0: Not All right, good. Ben. Well, right. I, think, I mean, you got anything else to add for this segment? I do not hope. Do you have anything else you would like to say?
2: I think I'm
0: good. All right. Well, will you pray for us as we move into closing thoughts?
2: Hey God, we come to you right now just thanking you for this time that we have to be together, Lord. I pray for Ben and Jackson as they open this new chapter in their life, God. Just help them to keep strong in the faith, keep building on their faith as they're in college now, Lord. Help them to continue to build your kingdom and grow closer to you, God. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. Thank you for the life of Our podcast and everything it means to me and Mitchell and everyone around us, God. We are so blessed here. We are so blessed at New Hope. We're blessed in life in general lord and we're so thankful for all you've done and all you're going to do and each and every one of our lives god thank you so much for all you've done and all you're going to do lord we love you so much in jesus name amen
0: So, to give a little context of what we're going to talk about in Closing Thoughts today. So, in the last half of Exodus chapter 17, the Israelites are going to battle against the Amalekites. And Moses is commanded to go on top of this mountain and hold his hands, I guess, like in praise to God is the reason for holding his hands up towards God. And when his hands start falling, the Amalekites start taking over Israel. But as long as his hands are in the air, Israel is conquering the Amalekites. Well, his arms naturally get tired. So his brother Aaron and one of his friends named Hur are holding his hands up so he can keep his hands up and promise to God. And that really has always struck me every time I've read it as a reminder for what godly friendship looks like. Just us coming alongside brothers and sisters in Christ and helping them out with any kind of need they have. And Jackson, do you got anything you want to...
1: I kind of think an important thing about that is, you know, like, obviously, like, him. it wasn't by, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but it wasn't by... Him that holding his hands up were keeping them away. It was by God,
0: and God knew that He wasn't going to be able to do it by Himself.
1: Mm -hmm. He knew He would hold His hands up for the length of that entire battle. I mean, I think like that shows like just like in that story in that situation, you know, like God has those people in our lives too that are there for us to lean on and that like quite literally can be. You know, like, people who just give life to you, you know? Yes. Not in, not in a weird way. You know, but, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I just, I think, I'm not saying that's an overlooked part of it, but I think that's a very, like, thing that people need to think about when they hear that, too. You know, oh, Those yeah. people aren't there. But like, God has those people there for a reason. Definitely. And that's uh, 100% by Him for you.
0: Yes. And you for them as well, because had this been Aaron that God called to hold his hands up, Moses most definitely would have come alongside of him as well.
1: For for sure. And I think that, you know, it's just hearing stuff like that, like even even back then, like, you know, having, having that community, that's not something that's just now. Like something we people just now are need, you know. Like right. something like people have always needed community. People have always needed those people, and in that particular situation, it was life or death if uh, they didn't have community. It was, you know, if he didn't have those people there with him, then they quite literally could have all died.
0: Yep.
1: You know, so and uh, you know, for us, most of the time, not having a community, it's not going to result in. You know us physically dying but you know the spiritual yeah very that's a very real thing that we face
0: a lot now that people don't really know oh. and
1: always with me something that jared Samuel said in we're on his <laughs> podcast uh you know whenever you uh, have community you don't know you need it until you're in it mm. that's right uh, man that's if i had to go back and redo my testimony episode
0: that's
2: what I would say is my favorite quote. That's good. Uh, yeah, I hope you got anything to say about any of that? I guess thinking that's like a God physically showing how we should um, hold each other up in prayer. Um, mm. That's a big my life is praying for everyone that I love in the mornings while I'm going to work. I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying for Mitchell. I'm praying for my baby. I'm praying for my family. Just to, you know, hold them up in prayer, like Aaron and her were holding his arms up. I have to make sure that I'm thankful for y'all, make sure that I'm holding you up in prayer because you need it. Um, That's part of the aspect of my community is that I want to pray for your safety. I want to pray for your growth in the Lord, things like that. And I think that was God just physically showing us how we could spiritually pray um, for each other to hold
0: each other up and also to hold each other accountable as oh, well. So yes. I and when I get go ahead, That's all. all right. And uh, what, what I might be about to say might confuse some people and I'm not trying to make it confuse anyone. So I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm not saying lost people cannot have friends. That's what I'm saying. But this is, this is what I had planned to say before. I figured I needed to preface this. I don't feel like you can have a, the way God means it, a true in-depth relationship of any kind, friendship, husband-wife, any kind of thing like that without having a correct relationship with the Lord. Because you're so focused on yourself or you're not in a friendship for the right reasons or you don't really know the true meaning of love without God. So I would argue you can't have a true full friendship without having a relationship with Christ.
2: You
1: know, I, I mean I I think that's that's pretty that's pretty true, you know. I think those those friendships that kinda whenever you don't know Christ then that's kinda like a that's more of those acquaintance types. Right. Like, you know even people that know Christ, they have their friends and they have the acquaintances. Yeah. You know, like it's just until you get to that next level to where you know what it means to love, and you know what it means to, like, you know what it means, like, what Jesus meant for us, basically, like, mm-hmm. you have that, you're never going to have that next level, so yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and also not saying not to have lost friends, because that's not good at all, you need lost friends, because lost friends can become saved friends.
1: Yeah, that is a, that's, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> hope you I got mean, any good
0: I mean we had a we had a lost friend for two or three years and
1: we didn't even know it.
0: Yep. Fuge nineteen. Fuge
1: nineteen, baby,
0: Fuge nineteen. <laughs>
1: yep. But
0: Hope yeah, you have- I mean, that's, that's a really good, man. Hope you have anything about that subject you wanna add?
2: I was just gonna say you don't know true love until you know Jesus and mm. that's our
0: goal is to show others love so that one day they could come to know the Lord and realize what that true love is so Mm. that's good Mm.
1: uh, yeah I mean that's 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 all I
0: have to add on that yeah I don't think I have much more to add on that either hope you have anything at all all right well hope thank you so much for being a guest on here Thank y'all for having me. Oh, yeah. And then... What? What were you saying? <laughs> I said you're what? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, so, we hope this has been what it normally has been. The sound looks like it's being good. And sounds like it's been good to me, as always. I say not because of us, but because of God. And, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. So, next week... There will be another episode. It will not be a testimony episode, but will be an episode. And still praying through some last minute things about that. And then of course we have bracelets, pop sockets, stickers, those are all no charge to you. We have t-shirts just in case you are new, and you don't remember. We have the gray one and the blue one. Those are $20 to you and just let me know if you would like one and as always if you have any questions you want to get in touch with us our instagram handles and the podcast instagram will be in the episode description hope are you okay if we put your instagram or facebook in the description that's fine all right well hopes will be down there as well and yeah i don't think i have anything else so hope you guys have a great week i love you guys Go point to the point. Goodbye.